You're listening to a Countout Podcast. And welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death. I am Lauren. Um, thank you guys for tuning in each and every single episode. We appreciate you guys listening and continuing to listen. It's really awesome. And um, thank you guys for all the support. And um, today I'm with someone who really is a, a man on the rise. Someone who has really um, went from really a fan to now a ring announcer extraordinaire. This man you may have seen on the last volume of ICW No Holds Barred as the impromptu ring announcer and is making his way to the UK. Um, this is a man who I am very honored to call a friend, someone I am really excited to see grow in the year of 2024. I'm with none other than the man himself, Bobby Banks. Bobby, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really and- appreciate it. Uh this is a this is a real treat, and this is the very first time. Yeah, uh, that's the big thing. This is your very oh, first podcast you've been on. Hopefully, not the last. Hopefully, hopefully not. not. The last. And um, Bobby, so I think really this is really an episode for people to get to know you because you really went from oh yeah the the, the guy looking very dapper ringside traveling around the country for Ice and Holds Bar, ring announcing for ETU even, and just being around the wrestling scene to now you're ring announcing and you're getting to go ring announce across the pond. Um, how has it been for you this last month or so? Because it's kind of been a whirlwind of a last month for you. Oh gosh. It's been, it's been wild. Uh, you know, you mentioned that I, uh, do ring announcing for ETU, uh, it, and stands for expect the unexpected. I, I, <laughs> I have started to really take that to heart uh, that in the world of independent professional wrestling, you have to expect the unexpected. A lot of this, I had no idea what was going on. I still don't fully understand why <laughs> things are happening the way that they are. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm sort of a, a person who likes to think about the why of things. Um, I don't know. I, I'm starting to get an idea about it. <laughs> I don't fully understand why things are happening the way they are, but one thing is for sure. I am having a blast. I am having so much fun uh, and, and, and very thankful for that. Absolutely. And I mean, I think it also is a huge testament to your fans, to the people that have supported you and to everyone literally wanting you to ring announce. And now all of a sudden, here you are in the front and center. Literally, if you haven't watched the last volume of No Holds Barred, what number are we have? Was it 57? 57, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's been 57 volumes of ICW. Where Danny DeMonto, he made the news, and unfortunately, Jesse couldn't be there. And I, I love the line he had where he said, I didn't want to look outside. I wanted to look inside my circle and literally called you up on a complete whim, a complete surprise to your surprise. Um, what was your first reaction when Danny made that announcement? Oh shit. <laughs> 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 that 
That's awesome. I had no idea that was going to happen. Um, I knew that Jesse wasn't going to be there. Jesse, uh, through working with ETU and mm-hmm. working with Ryan, work the, the struggles, um, I've been very fortunate to get to know Jesse, Righteous Jesse. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm honored to call him um, one of my best friends in the whole world right now. He, um, he's just such a great person. So I knew I, I had talked with Jesse and I knew that Jesse wasn't going to be there, mm-hmm. but I had, obviously I had no idea. I, I bought my ticket. Like I always uh, do. You can, you can <clears throat> see on the, the, the stream on IWTV. I've got the wristband. Uh, yeah. On, you know, where they give you the wristband when you come in the door. <laughs> um, I, th- I another person that I'm a huge fan of is Rich Paladino. Love Rich, fantastic voice. I love Rich too. There are a lot of great ring announcers in professional wrestling. There is, uh, uh Rich is one of my all time favorites, and it's because he. I watched a lot of wrestling growing up as a kid, especially uh, NWA in the early earlier days of my childhood, and then uh, WCW. Uh, and there was a guy, a ring announcer by the name of Gary Michael Capetta. I've that, kind of heard that name. That did the ring announcing uh, for WCW back in the day. And there's something about Rich Palladino that just sort of reminds me of Gary Michael Capetta. Um. And so when he gets in there and does his thing, it, it brings me back to my childhood. Mm. Uh, and I thought it was going to be rich. Uh, I, I, I thought it was going to be rich too. Rich has done it uh, before. And yes. I think, I think rich will be doing it again, hopefully here soon in um, Boston, hopefully. Yeah. And um, I thought it was going to be rich and, and people came, people were coming up to me, uh Marty. I call him uh, party uh, main Mart? event. Marty. Yep, main event party Marty, Marty, life of the party. <laughs> um, he came up to me and was like, uh, "Bobby, are you uh, ring announcing today?" And I was like, "No, I think it's going to be Rich." Um, but I, I did. We, no one could find Rich or anything like that. Uh... And then you know the show starts, and I'm getting, I'm getting pumped up. I'm getting ready. Uh, you know, I, I, I love. There, I love ETU. Don't don't get me wrong. My of heart course. is with ETU and will always be with ETU. But there is something special about ICW No Holds Barred um, that always gets me to another level. Always gets me pumped up. And so I was getting pumped up, ready for the show. And then Danny gets in the ring, and I mean, and he's you know, he said what he said. Yeah. And uh, I looked up at uh, Ryan in the crow's nest there. Uh, the crow's the nest. That's what it's called. The crow's nest. Okay. Yeah, the crow's nest. Uh, I looked up at Ryan and Jack. And um, I was like, what in the hell is going on here? And, uh, you know, Ryan sort of made a gesture to me to to go do it. <laughs> Get in the ring. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Um, and I uh, turned to my—I guess I turned to my right. Uh, another guy, a, a kid that I really like a lot. He's—he's he's, um, a special person and an excellent chef too, by the way. 
I know exactly who you're talking about. I call him Jimmy Wayne uh, Jr. Referee, Jimmy Wayne Deacon, <laughs> a.k.a. Jimmy Wayne Deacon. Uh, the peacock. Jimmy. Um, I turned to Jimmy. I was like, what in the hell? You know, I was uh, same thing. What? And he said, getting, you know, he's telling me to get in the ring. So I, I did. I, uh, went up and got in the ring and, uh, Danny said what he said and, uh, whispered in your ear. The match. <laughs> uh, it, it makes my heart, it makes my chest, uh, it makes my heart pound. You know, it's been a while now and I'm still thinking about it. And I, I, as you can tell, it still makes me nervous and, and, and is making, making my blood flow just thinking about what happened. Uh, um, I want to talk, though. I want to compliment you because there is a, the first line you had when you first had the mic. I know you had to calm your nerves down a little bit. And I absolutely love the line. If I paraphrase, I apologize. Where you're just like, today is a good day to be alive. That. I've seen no ring announcers start with that. And the, the the boundless positivity that came from that line, like I got a serotonin boost when you said that. I was so surreal. And I'm just like, I put on Twitter and I was like, hard work does in fact pay off. And you are the testament to that. And I mean, how how is it from like being in the ring? I mean, you see all the stuff around you. you so you're like, I just got to make sure I do my job and get out. How was it like getting in and getting out of the ring for you? Just curious. Hard getting in, in the ring, uh, at ETU. I've had some practice getting in and yeah, out of course for ETU. Uh, it was, it was a trial by fire. No one ever, <clears throat> I wish someone sort, had sort of given me lessons to begin with. No one gave me any lessons. Uh, and I didn't know I'd never, uh, been in a wrestling ring, uh, or at least not in a very, very, very long time. Um, and I took some bumps getting out of the ring. If you look at, uh, the first couple of ETU shows that I yeah. called that I did the, uh, the announcing for getting, uh, out of the ring is a lot harder for me at least than getting in. And I, I took some bumps getting out in those <laughs> early in those uh, uh, earlier ETU shows, but I've since sort of figured out um, a good way for me to do it. Oh, good. Uh, the chains though are much, much different. Oh, I bet. The whole show is different. It was not like announcing for ETU. It was totally different. Um, I'm, I am a little shocked that I, you know, I, I did as well as I did, uh, because it was hard. It was really hard. Things are much, uh, a much different pace. Yes. Or fast paced. Uh, and especially when you're at H2O, they have a, a fantastic sound system. They do. I, I love everything about the H2O center. So Dr. Redacted music, music hits and, uh, out comes this maniac. Uh, doctor redacted and I'm, I'm immediately terrified, uh, because <laughs> I, I always, uh, first and foremost, I will always be a fan of professional wrestling. And so I can't help, but lose myself. Even when I am doing a job, you know, like ring announcing, there's a, there's a, a significant part of me that is lost in the sauce, so to speak. Love it. Uh, I, I get lost in the sauce of professional wrestling. Um, I lose my mind and I, I, it, it's real to me. Damn it. <laughs> it's, 
Uh, you know, I've actually met that guy a few times. He's actually from like the Midwest. He's from like Indiana. He actually comes out to Chicago a lot. So I've seen, I've seen him actually a couple GCW shows. So pop for that line. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool though. Like I, I've always said on here, like I'm a fan first of wrestling. Yeah, I do this podcast. Yeah, I'm filming ringside now for some promotions, but I'm always a fan. Like it's if, if you're not a fan first, like sometimes I ask, what are you even doing here? Like, if you're not a fan of the props, if you're not a fan of what's happening inside the ring, like you, you don't have as much of a connection. And I mean, it, it, it's it's not easy to still do your job but i mean you did a fantastic job man like i I can't say enough first time ring announcing for icw really bring a good energy i mean you've always been a fan like we've always been in the same circles fan wise just seeing you interact as well as seeing me interact and just seeing you get to do that it's just so surreal um i do want to get to something that i think a lot of people have a heavy interest in and that is your relationship with Cruel, because you have an interesting relationship with Cruel. That man has put title belts on your shoulders at times. And out of all the people that that man has interacted with, it's like you're the Cruel Whisperer almost in a way. So I, I need you to elaborate on your intriguing, to say the least, relationship with one Mr. Cruel. That story is uh, an interesting one, and it's probably not what people think. The story is a uh, is much simpler, and a lot of people probably imagine it to be. Um, we just got done saying how we are first and foremost fans. I'm a big believer in being or becoming who you are, being who being who you are, or if you're not there yet, the process of becoming who you are is, is really important to me. Um, and so I, I, I think I would go a step beyond saying that I am first and foremost a fan. That's really the essence of who I am. Uh, no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I am, uh, be it ringside, um, be it on Twitter, uh, I get carried away on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Or or if I'm in the ring announcing, I I just that's who I am and I can't help but be that person. That is the the story of how I came to um get to know my personal lord and savior, the atrocity cruel um I think you know a lot of people uh, one of the great things about cruel is when he, when he first comes out and you're there, you don't immediately know what to make of him. I mean, he is a near seven foot tall, inconceivable horror. You know, he's like a walking, uh, a walking horror story. Um, and you don't know what to make of him. And I had that experience too. Cruel wrestles all over, not just for ICW. He's wrestled yes. a lot down here in North Carolina for a promotion um, called DPW Deadlock. Oh, yeah, Deadlock uh, Pro Wrestling. I go. I've been to almost every uh, Deadlock show. I don't. I don't go in my suit or anything. It's just, <laughs> You're incognito there. Yeah, that's that's a funny thing about me is I only wear the suits uh, 
outside of the state of North Carolina where I live. <laughs> I think I wore a suit one time when I was supposed to go to Jersey and my plane got canceled and I was ah, okay. pissed off that I couldn't go <clears throat> uh, to Matt Tremont's death match tournament. But anyway, Cruel comes out of the curtain. You know, that music hits. The music is terrifying. Cruel is terrifying. <clears throat> and as a fan, you're trying to figure out you know, what is this monster, this, this atrocity, this heathen. And I think a lot of people's first uh, reaction is to be afraid of cruel or um, yeah. And I, I I think that is a natural reaction. Yep. I would agree with that. And this is, this is very key to the story of how uh, cruel and I, uh, you know, sort of became friends and, and became, associated with one another i have never really been afraid of cruel uh, i don't know why um i have always been drawn toward him uh in some cases monsters like that in professional wrestling tend to be typecast as heels yes um and cruel to me has always been the biggest babyface it, it and it has a lot to do, and I I'm, I won't go into uh, full detail about you know who I who I am and, and okay. my, my experience of the world, but there's there's something about cruel that just really you know really provides fulfillment for me as a person. Uh, I you know when I'm at a show and I'm screaming. All will burn. You know, I, that's iconic. That's iconic to this point. It it feels good, and I feel good every time I see Cruel. And he noticed that. And I think uh, <clears throat> there was a DPW show one time where, uh, you know, he was he was uh, being Cruel, and normally, especially in DPW, the role of Cruel is to scare. The crowd. Yeah, of course. Like I said, I've never been scared of him. I've always been drawn toward him. Um, there's something in my soul that, uh, that, you know, cruel has possession of in a sense. And he has always sort of drawn me closer. That's real. Um, that is it's very real. And he came over uh, at the DPW show. He came out and he was scaring the fans, you know, like he normally does. And he came over to me and got right in my face like um <laughs> like he normally would, but I could not <clears throat> I could not be scared. Like even if I wanted even if I wanted to be, because I I can't be anything other than myself as a fan. And so I just I got I got really into it. I was like, yeah, cruel, kill them all. <laughs> I think it's what I screamed. And I I was looking right into his eyes when I did it and there was just a very strong connection there. Um, and there has been a very strong connection ever since I, I have not spoken a lot to cruel. Um, I've not gotten to know cruel very well, uh, at all. It's always been uh sort of a relationship between a fan, me, uh -huh. and someone who I believe in all of professional wrestling is iconic um he i've never i've never seen anyone like cruel in person on television 
Cruel is special. Um, and I am his biggest fan. That's that's the story. <laughs> that's that the story. There's something there, that happened organically. It. It, it happened organically. I, I think I remember uh, a key moment for me was remember when he he came out beside the fire. Uh, oh yeah, in the well, I think it was in Michigan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe maybe Michigan. Maybe Michigan. Um, it was one of those. Uh, trying to remember like the deathmatch circus maybe it yes was. it was a deathmatch circus like 27 or 28 mm, one of those not sure of the number but i do remember it was <laughs> but um the circus came, i uh anyway I, I do remember that was sort of uh when the whole kirk's and cruel story was really starting mm-hmm. to get uh get juiced up and he came out beside that fire, uh, sort of out of the cornfields. Um, I think I remember Ron. Nees yes. Like that. And I was hooked. Cruel at that moment, <laughs> cruel sort of became my personal Lord and savior. Uh, and there's no one in professional wrestling that I love more than cruel. Well, there you have it. Like that's a uh, it's as organic as it gets. I, I love to hear these stories because there's always different stories in wrestling how people become fans and friends. Um, I mean, to me, Cruel is such a huge enigma. He is an <laughs> enigma. I love my enigmas in professional wrestling. You mentioned him uh, putting the belt on me. Yes, <laughs> uh, I think that was uh, that was one of the HBO Center shows, I believe. I think it may have been fifty where the. Where it was like 140, yes. 147 degrees in there. Oh boy, yeah, that that place um, can get hot. I had no idea that was going to happen. Anytime Cruel has put the belt on me, he did it in Chicago one time. Um, I had no idea that was going to happen. Uh, the thing that uh, makes it work on IWTV when it does happen is the fact that I am so lost in being a fan. Mm. I. I guess that is something about me that is kind of special is I'm, I am really good at losing my mind completely. I'm really good at losing myself in the show and uh, just forgetting the rest of my real life. And, and it's that, that is something that is so wonderful. Perhaps the most wonderful thing about professional wrestling is it. I agree. uh, Escape our everyday lives and, but anytime Cruel has put that belt on my shoulder, uh, I have I've had no idea. Uh, this is a shoot, as they like to say. Yes, uh, sir. Can't believe I said that. Uh, <laughs> I have had no idea that he is going to do it, um, and every time it's been something really special. So I mean. It's really cool. And now you both get to go across the pond to the UK um, in a few weeks time. Um, Have you ever been out of the country? First of all, I'm just curious. No, not really. Uh, This is your first trip out of the country. Yeah. When I was a kid, I went on a cruise. uh, Okay. Down to like uh, Puerto Rico and and the Caribbean islands and stuff. But that was, uh, gosh, I'm so old now. That was... (laughs) Like 30 years ago. Wow. 
Uh, but no, uh-huh. I've never been to Canada. I, I am uh, speaking of Canada real quick. I would love to go to Canada. The Canadian wrestling fans, I've seen them on the IWTV. Yes. They're, they're phenomenal. They uh, are. And I am, that's one of the things that I am most excited about going to England, going to the UK. The fans over there are wild. And they I can't, I can't wait to meet. You're going to be getting a ran ounce for them too. Like, that's the craziest thing. Like, not only are you going as a fan, but you're getting to ran ounce worldwide. Like, we got to put Bobby Banks worldwide on a t shirt or a graphic or something because truly it is, it is so crazy in the past month. And, as Danny said, when he put your graphic up for the UK trip, it was just like, let's make more memories. Um, what has your relationship been like with Danny D'Amato over the, the your time as a fan as Ice, with ICW? Oh, gosh. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is love. I love Danny D'Amato. Danny is a, is a very special person. Um there are a lot of things about Danny that remind me of me. There are a lot of, there are a lot of things about Danny that, you know, where we're different. Um, but Danny's got some things about him that, that remind me of me. Um, and he's not a perfect person by any stretch of the imagination. Danny makes mistakes. Um, that is, that is actually something that, makes my love for him stronger um because in a sense and this is something that I've, I've been wanting to sit down with Danny and, and talk to Danny about uh-huh um, if we're going to have a chance to you know grab a bite to eat and so I can talk to him about this but in a sense he has helped me love myself a whole lot more. I, 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 I've struggled with that, you know, uh, accepting myself for who I am and, and loving myself and, you know, seeing Danny, uh, both in the ring and out of the ring as a promoter and as a friend has really helped me with me, um, in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Danny DeMonto. Um, and we'll always love him. That's awesome. I mean, it's really awesome that someone has helped you out. Like it's not only helped them become better, but it's helped you become better as well. And I think again, wherever we can find that source of inspiration, so be it. But to, I mean, he has helped you literally. I mean, you've been traveling the country with ICW no holds barred. You've been to <clears throat> Chicago, you've been to New Jersey, you've been you're going across the pond, meeting new people along the way. And I mean, yeah, you said the UK fans, they are crazy. I mean, I know there was a couple of them trying to get me to come over as well. And I'm like, you're gonna need to give me a GoFundMe because brother, as much as I love to, it's just the time's not now, but I am gonna enjoy those shows on IWTV when they air What's something you're looking forward to when you go over to the UK, other than the fans, of course? I'm looking forward to uh, meeting all the fans first and foremost. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the wrestling itself. Um, even when I am announcing, I and this this might make me you know uh, 
this might take away from my ring announcing abilities. Uh-huh. I try not to let it. Uh, you know, I want to be as professional as possible and do as good of a job as possible. But if I'm at a show, I'm sorry, but I have got to watch the show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I've got that to be a understandable. Fan. Uh, and I will be watching the shows, even the ones that I am a part of. I will be watching those shows. I am really looking forward to seeing um, the wrestlers and, and seeing the style. I think um, I think there is a, a very special, unique brand of professional death ma- deathmatch wrestling that is characteristically British. Yeah, and, and I am excited about seeing British deathmatch wrestling. I've always preached on here the UK deathmatch scene. From Bleeding Gums Wrestling, Getting Off the Ground, which, by the way, if you haven't watched that show, go watch it on IWTV. Fantastic stuff from them. I'm really excited for the deathmatch tournament they're going to put on in a few months to um, Rise, really one of the the standouts, TNT to um, Kumite. They really have a lot. And these UK shows, like I'm thrilled for you to get to see that because I've been preaching that scene for the last year. Games of Death is like one of the premier deathmatch tournaments in the world. I mean, that is a, and if you look at the the feel for this year's Games of Death, this is an unbelievable feel. I mean. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps <laughs> talking about it. It's it's really cool. And I mean, the matchups look really awesome too. I mean, from the non-tournament matches, you got Danny and Clint Marger in a non-tournament. You got Cruel in this one. You got Abdullah Kobayashi, the legend himself. To the trilogy match with Michael Caine and Big F and Joe, which has been years in the making. Um, Darko, a fan favorite as well. It's this, the opportunities are endless for this tournament, but also just Brit Death in general. This is a big platform for them. This is a huge work. You don't see many, or maybe like two American deathmatch promotions working with the UK deathmatch promotion, bringing together some quality content. Yeah, there's so many great matches. I mean, you mentioned some of it. I'm uh I I love Danny Darko. Uh Darko's I got great. To, got to see him uh at uh Faces of Death weekend that I went to. Uh that's another thing is that you know me going to ICW shows it, it was supposed to be a one-off. It was never really planned for me to go to just about every one of them. I missed 51 <laughs> cuz I had COVID, but uh, Oh, yeah. I hadn't had COVID. I would have been at every one since 43. Wow. It's really since 43. 43. Okay. And, uh, uh, and it was, it was Danny and I, I, unfor- I, I met, uh, SPO at 43 and got a chance to talk to him a little bit. And he, he, you know, really sold me on, uh, 44 and 45 going to, going to New Jersey and faces of death. And, and yeah. Stuff. Instead of going out west, I think for I think it was out west for WrestleMania. Yes, it was in LA. <laughs> so I went to forty four and forty five, and then I think forty six was rolling with the punches where they were supposed to go overseas, but something happened. Yes, yes, you're correct. So, so I went to forty six, and then it was sort of off to the races from there. Uh, then I had to go to Chicago. I think that was forty seven, and that was forty seven. It just kept rolling from there. <laughs> The uh, you mentioned Clint. I am really looking forward to meeting him. One of my favorite people in the world. Uh, if he listens to this, he, he damn well. I hope knows. he does listen to this. Uh, Clint Bobby Banks is coming to <laughs> the United Kingdom, and he is looking forward to meeting you. 
I also on this very podcast called I, I predicted a match that was going to happen during the UK week, and I predicted Clint Marchera versus Atticus Kogar. Well, and Danny uh, booked it like the next day after I posted the episode. Well, uh, wrestling fans, that is the match that I am looking forward to seeing the most. I always, I like to uh, uh, when when ICW does those things, pick your fight of the night. Yeah, that's that is the one, that is my pick for fight of the whole weekend. I am really looking forward to seeing uh, Clint Marger versus the the last nail. It feels weird calling him that because I'm always used to the silver teeth Satan. Now he's the last yeah, nail. Last nail. Um, man. Margera versus Atticus Coker is going to be. I don't know if that would be my match of the weekend. I, I I had this just weird feeling about Big F and Joe and Michael Kane just going to tear the house. And I know it's only the first round games of death, but there's so much story. I love good stories in death match wrestling. I think they, they, they take this. I think they, I think they take the stakes of what should be a simple match to a different degree. And the fact that those two have a win over each other, and this is the third one in a huge weekend where there's a ton of people going to be watching. The platform is as big as it gets for both of them. I mean, Big F and Joe has been a, a big platform for years. Michael Caden is someone I really think has all the potential in the world. And I think that could just be fireworks with those. Yeah, two. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one too. Uh, for me, my so my fights of the night and my matches of the weekend are often uh-huh. different than most uh people. Yeah. I'm also really, really, really looking forward to Danny DeMonto versus Clint Margera. That's and gonna be really fun. The reason why is I like to have my emotions uh played with and uh sometimes and I connect with certain wrestlers like Danny, for instance. Danny is, is very effective at pulling at my heartstrings. Uh, in fact, there's there's no feud that I've uh, been into more than the feud that he had with Atticus Koga recently. Yeah, um, I was brought to the point of tears at one point over that. Um, Cruel's uh, Cruel's uh, story about getting the IWTV Championship back—I'd have to put that at the very top of the list in okay. terms of emotional moments for me. Uh, people in Worcester will tell you I was bawling. I, I, I was uh, a mess after that victory. Uh, I was just, you know, crying a lot. But Clint uh, Margera is someone who, who, who really pulls at my heartstrings. Atticus Coger, um, in, in, the, in the worst way possible, does it too. Uh, I, I am, to this day, whether whether it's uh, in the back or whether he's in the ring, I am physically uncomfortable around him. Atticus, yeah. Yeah, he is, there's something about him. He pushes people to the edge of their seats in the best and worst ways. Yes, and I love that. I I wouldn't have it any other way. That, That is what, to me, makes professional wrestling so wonderful. Um, but yeah, professional wrestling, it's, it's different for everyone. And, um, I think the other, I know last UK, the last of UK shows, I, I, I was so invested and it's by the way, free on YouTube. If you want to check out the Iceman and his son, those, that match was gross on so many levels, but if you want to talk about Iceman is an absolute legend. I, I mentioned it on the episode with 
Mike, that I'm begging American promotions to bring Iceman over to the States, please and thank you, and his son for that matter. But those two are just machines. They are machines. Think about Iceman versus Tank. Oh, I need that. I need that. Think about that. Just two legends. Like that's that's like a dream match that came out of some wacky Discord. For all we know, and it some if someone made that happen, I'd be very happy with that. Iceman is another one I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, one of the I'm, best entrance themes. I'm sorry, I I had to say that. I love his entrance theme. I just I just bounce every time I hear it too. I've been uh, uh, watching more of him and learning more about him, getting ready for uh, the trip and aggressively atheist is that's that's another thing i like to do is uh come up with my own i don't i don't i always do what they ask me to do in terms of uh, of course ring announcing but i have always enjoyed sort of inventing my own uh ring announcements yeah and um for him it would be uh something like aggressively atheist (laughs) he is pissed off at jesus (laughs) I love it. The grandfather it. of British deathmatch wrestling, Iceman. Well, that's yes. going to sound real. That's going to sound real good on a microphone. That's going to sound real good. I would do something like that for, for him. But, uh, I, of course, I always do what they ask me to do. But I like. Yeah, of course. But I, I love when people get creative. It makes them stand out. Yeah. Um, like but, so. yeah, I mean, the UK stuff is going to be really fun. Really fun for you, especially because it's like literally your first time going out of the country in a long, long mm-hmm. time. Um, it's just oh, really my first time not, ever. Yeah, as an adult. Yeah, and it's just um, it's just cool seeing you get these opportunities. Um, I think to kind of end this one though, um, really, what are your expectations, or maybe something that you're looking forward to for the rest of 2024? Aside from, of course, the UK, what like. What is the thing that you yourself are looking forward to for the rest of this year? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, something that I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to going back to Chattanooga. Um, the world famous TWE arena. Um, I uh, am very close with uh, the Hales family. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike Hales has, has uh, met Papa Hales mm-hmm. has Papa meant Hales. to me just in terms of my personal journey. Um, and uh, I love, love him and Dylan too. love, love Dylan. I'm looking forward to seeing them, but I am very hopeful that I will get to um, announce a show uh in in uh red bank there at the world famous twe arena i think that would be really cool um let's see other things i'm really looking forward to etu in 2024 is going to explode uh we i mentioned ryan a little bit uh the motherfucking struggles uh shout out to the struggles shout out to sensei shrugs um he is a he is a genius. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of wisdom too, but he's he's also a creative genius. He's a he's a a genius when it comes to professional wrestling. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I don't I don't know if a whole lot of people uh, can understand yet what he is putting together 
with ETU. But in 2024, I think people are going to start to see it. Uh, sometimes struggles is crazy, crazy in a, in a good way. And uh, he's got some he's got some of those really good, crazy ideas that I think <laughs> we're going to see come to fruition in 2024. Um, if if you're out there listening to this podcast and you're uh, wanting to look for, you know, something that could really become something special, if you're wanting to see the best independent professional wrestling that the East Coast has to offer. Keep your eye on ETU in 2024. Um, I personally am very much excited about what will happen this year uh, in ETU. And I think, I really think the sky is the limit for ETU and, and for the struggles. And I, I, I can't, I can't wait to see what happens. And, and as always, you really should, uh, with ETU, expect the unexpected. Yeah, Tane, that's a horror. I think it's really cool to see ETU is really blowing up. I definitely, as a promotion, I definitely going to watch more of. I have watched here and there, but I mean, from ever, I mean, I saw the Marcus Mathers Ken Broadway death match though. Yes, and that one was of the, one of the best death matches I've ever seen. That is a fantastic match. It was story it driven well, but it also just. You, you don't see Marcus Mathers doing death matches much, and understandably so. The guy's a star no matter what he's doing. The scene Ken Broadway swing a light tube that vicious, though, that, that is an image that lives rent-free in my head. Ken is phenomenal, and fans of Deathmatch Wrestling are going to want to tune in uh, on March 3rd at, uh, at the Mecca, the world-famous Mecca. Oh, okay. Jersey, Ken Broadway will be in action against the owner. And sole proprietor of ICW <laughs> No Holds Barred, Danny DeMonto. That's uh, going to be fireworks, brother. And it's going to be a goddamn death match. At the Mecca, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Bob, this has been an incredible conversation with you. Thank you so much for making the time for me to come on this. I know this has been your very first podcast. Hopefully, a more to come in the future. Um, and I always like to do this with every one of my guests, but um, is there anything you want to plug away, like your socials or anything like that? The floor is yours to promote yourself here on this very podcast. So plug away, promote uh, away. I, there, there's nothing that I have. I'm uh, Bob X Banks on all platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter. It's uh, B-O-B-X Banks, B-A-N-K-S, B-O-B-X, B-A-N-K-S on all platforms. You can send me an email, Bob Banks, Bob X Banks, actually, at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach me on anything. Uh, but if I could plug anything, I would plug ICW, No Holds Barred, uh, and ETU. Um, and I just am starting to think about Danny and Ken, um, what, <laughs> what they're going to do to each other. It's going to get rough. It's going to uh, get rough. Yeah. Um, well, there you heard it here from the man himself, Bobby Banks. Um, thrilled to have had you on. Um, wish you all the best going to the UK. You're going to have an incredible time there and all your future endeavors as well. We're so thrilled for you. So Thank congratulations you. Really on everything, Bobby. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you guys heard from the man himself, from myself, from Bob. 
We will see you on the flip side, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.